0: From the mean streets of Essex, England, broadcasting around the world, this is WhatCast. Oh, yes, it is. This is WhatCast. I'm Matt, and today, this is what this is not, this is WhatCast Extra, actually. And today, uh, first of all, well, I'm going to be talking about the UK heatwave, and everyone's banging on about this, right? It's bigger in the news at the minute than the, uh, the Tory leadership. So obviously, if you're around the world, there's lots of listeners in America and everything like this. I'll give you a brief explanation about what's going on in this country. So Boris Johnson has been uh, effectively forced to stand down as Prime Minister. He's still there at the moment, apparently overseeing things until they get a new leader of the Conservative Party. Uh, and uh, then he will step down. And there will be a new Prime Minister. Now, um, the (laughs) ex-Chancellor, who literally started the ball rolling here by resigning, Rishi Rishi Sunak, his name is, right? And uh, I'll be getting into him and and what, what potentially this all means for not only the UK, but potentially the world uh not that we're massively important in the world but just kind of like are they following a blueprint here i'll I'll get into what i mean as regarding the world economic forum klaus schwab and potential potential puppetry of uh worldwide governments uh and this relating specifically in this case to rishi sunak right so before I get there, before I get anywhere, actually, before I get anywhere, I'm going to talk about the heatwave first, uh, because that is like you know, obviously, a bigger issue than world, the World Economic Forum and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite hot in Britain at the minute. It's obviously more important, right? But uh, I'm going to ask you, please subscribe to Whatcast this podcast. W h a t k a s t. Please subscribe here, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening for the first time. This is also like WhatCast Extra and WhatCast, we're on the same channel, but WhatCast drops every Sunday, myself and Conspiracy Lee usually, doing like fringe, let's just like shorten it and say fringe topics, that would include like, you know, conspiracy theories and ghost UFOs and anything that's a little bit out there and weird, we cover, we try and drop every single Sunday, we do a pretty good job of it most of the time. Um... Also, Patreon, thank you for the new subscribers to the Patreon. Just dropped on the Patreon this week uh, is a part three of the Kanika Jenkins conspiracy. So if you enjoyed those shows and was a bit weirded out and wondered where else it could have gone, there is a part three on there, on the Patreon now. Um, that's another hour, another good hour of content. Uh, more more to do with organ harvesting, etc. Than, than other stuff. But yeah. If you want to check the Patreon out, it's, it is patreon.com forward slash whatcast. Less than a pound a week, as I always say. Good value, good value. Times are tough. If you can't afford the Patreon, give us a five star review somewhere and I'll be grateful. Right, so we're talking about the UK heatwave then, right? So on the news, sorry if I'm a bit stuffy as well. Every single person around me has got the Rona at the moment. Obviously, I am an unvaccinated. So uh, I obviously will be ventilated by the end of the week if this uh, if this goes on. I've had the Rona before in January. I nearly got a symptom then. Uh, I feel like a little bit. I don't know. It's all like, it feels a bit like the fever of hay, If I'm honest, more than uh, any kind of Rona. But everyone around me's got the Rona. I don't test, so I'm probably uh probably Rona up i feel a little bit stuffy so that's the only reason i mention it at all because i'm so sick of Rona talk is in case you wonder and start worrying about me and getting all stressed and all that malarkey right i know because i know people worry about me on there. so anyway <laughs> we've had warnings that it'll be over 40 degrees and i'm talking about centigrade i believe yeah that's out that's how we register temperature so uh, it's never been over 40 degrees in the uk apparently ever ever in recorded history which doesn't mean it's never been above 40 in the UK. It just means since they've been writing it down, it ain't been, right? So uh, they're predicted it could do this week. And of course, this causes panic. The news, if it bleeds, it leads, as I say. And uh, the news are now going to try and terrify everybody and tell us like with children what to do in, to avoid getting heat stroke and to not spend too much time out, to take lots of fluids. Ain't that the answer for everything? Like you get ill, what shall I do? Keep your fluids up. Get go in the sun. What should you do? Keep your fluids up. Yeah, we know. We can. We know you. If you like, if you're hot, you generally just drink anyway because you're fucking gasping all the time, right? So you don't need to be encouraged unless unless the worldwide food shortages that people keep predicting are actually gonna be upon us, and then maybe we won't be able to keep our fluids up. Uh, Amsterdam, I'm talking to you, not Amsterdam. The whole of the fucking Holland. Yeah. And Sri Lanka, anyone seen what's going on over there? They That is proper anarchy. Anarchy with a capital A. Uh, beating up the president, prime minister, whatever, in the streets. And actually, f- you think, you know, people in America, if you think that January the 6th was a big deal, you should pro- potentially look at Sri Lanka on the news and see what's going on there, right? So anyway, with this heat wave, we've got Boris... Uh, not Boris, I'm talking about him, he's, he's to come. We've got the newspapers... Banging on as usual, like whenever it gets slightly hot in this country, right? You see a a newspaper, I'm not buying newspapers anymore, but I can guarantee you this is what's going on on them, right? There'll be a front page, there'll be an enormous sun in the corner. Uh, Like a big orange sun in the corner with the degrees inside the sun. Like someone's written the degrees in great big red letters or something. And then it will say... Balmy temperatures as Brits bask on beaches around the, around the country. Because yesterday was Sunday, so obviously lots of people would have gone to the beaches and whatnot to, to uh, bask, apparently, in this heat, right? Which is the way that the, uh, the newspapers always say Brits bask. They do it all the time, every single year. In temperatures hotter than Athens, they'll say, or temperatures hotter than the surface of the sun in Brits brits basking this week they always say this right and then they'll accompany that with pictures of brighton beach and everyone crushed now there's nothing i don't know about you but there's nothing that would that i'd want to do less than crush myself on a beach with a load of other fucking idiots right uh trying to most people have got gardens or a balcony or some outside space i'll guarantee that obviously most some people haven't but most people have right And a lot of people on these beaches, they'll travel all this way to go on and sit on a beach and be crushed in between loads of other families and have, like, literally no room to do anything. Just to sit near some sewage. Because the water is not appealing at all. It's literally sewage floating around, coming in and out, tides, because they they happen, coming in and out, right? And people sitting on the beach. Generally, the beaches down the south coast uh, are, are... which is where most of this happens, where Brighton Beach and that is, are just pebbles anyway, not even sand. So it's like you're sitting on stones on a beach, crushed amongst everybody else. People do this, they get photos every year, or they use the same photo every year in these newspapers, right? And the the, the worst thing about this is that uh, the the people, I mean, I myself, I've had to go out with my mum today uh, to solicitors again, sort out some other stuff. Very, very hot. Uh, and I'll get to my car in a minute and why it was a, a, a particularly hot when the, when the weather's like this. But I try not to moan about it too much, right? But we've gone down there uh, and I've had to come back. For, you know what? It is a bit warm. I'll get in the tub of heat in the garden. So I've been in a hot tub. Obviously, the temperature's not on. So it's just a pole at the moment, right? Got a bit of chlorine in there. Got a filter going calls you down nice this is to me that is more appealing than paddling in some sewage with a bunch of cunts that i've never met before and their little fucking kids kicking sand all over me because they're playing games or crying can, they, can i make a sandcastle oh fuck off can't you just piss off over there or go home to your own back garden and put a pull up because they have more fun doing that they will run around on these pebbles and in that sewage right? so that's what i want to say to them but i don't because i don't want to get arrested for anything right but the the people in this country spend the entire. Like, Last summer we barely had a summer, and people spend all of their time. Oh, do you reckon we'll get a summer this year? Do you reckon we'll even get a summer this year? We're fucking just July, we're still out of the fucking summer, right? And then the summer comes. Oh, see, I, uh, you know, thing is, right? I like the summer, uh, but you know, I like the heat. But this is too not this much heat. This is too what they say. This if it goes above twenty five, right? These people. Uh, So I don't know what sort of summer they want. If it's below 25, we've not had a summer. If it's above 25, it's just too hot. A lot of summer, but not this hot. You just can't, you cannot please these people. Uh, they literally complain and fucking moan about absolutely everything. It's too cold in the winter, or we don't get winters anymore thanks to climate change. Used to love the snow. Oh it's snowing, oh fucking snow. Wish it had pissed off. Summer comes, it ain't sunny, oh it's not even warm this year. Oh, it's fucking too warm today. Oh too, you know, so you know that sort of heat where you just don't want to do anything. You know when all you want to do is just lay around. Yeah, most of you pricks do that all the time anyway. My car, I mentioned a bit ago, yeah? So, like, I have no air conditioning in my car at the moment. Like, car last couple of years. Because it obviously leaked. I got it topped up, it leaked, right? So, I took it to... I thought, oh, this would be easy enough to fix. I'll take it to a garage. They'll be able to do the And then, literally, we don't know where the leak's coming from. So, you need to speculate and change everything one by one until we get it. The first thing is £500. Uh, no. I won't be doing that... So i haven't got air con I right? so 'm not because literally this will be the next couple of two or three weeks will be quite warm and then it will just return to be unbearable. I am not spending all that money to have air conditioning in my car, which I'm barely in anyway because I work on my doorstep uh, and I work basically night, so i 'm never really driving anywhere in the in the in the heat of the day anyway and you go out like people go out in this uh in this weather and they sit there like everybody rushes out. So all the twats take their shirts off with well, their saggy bodies come out, right? And really shit tattoos and saggy bodies <laughs> all the lads walking down the street. <laughs> take your fucking shirt off, you twats. <laughs> oh look at you, He not saying, Oh look at his pasty body. Like none of them have got a good body, but they're all ripping each other's bodies, strolling down the street like a bunch of dickheads. So you see these everybody, the slight the slight hint of sun, this is what happens, all the pasty bodies come out, right? And you get other people that immediately will rush to any outdoor space that, that's available to try to get the tan of sun, right? They'll sit there and they'll feel like, right, that's it. I'm going to get a tan of sun today. I'm going to sit in the garden, roast myself. Don't need no cream. I don't burn. I'll go, I'll go brown anyway. And then they burn. And then it's like, oh, I wish I didn't bother getting the tan. I, I didn't didn't look like... You know when you're sitting there and you look at yourself and you think... Oh. It ain't really caught cool, anything today. And then you come in and you look in the mirror and you think, fucking hell, look at me, I look like a lobster. I wish I'd have put some cream on or some goodbye vera. aloe Vera, by the way. But then these people will put some goodbye vera on. And they put, like, and they put sun lotion on after the fact. Oh, you can't hurt, can't Put it on now, yeah. You've already lobstered yourself, mate. And then, you, and then they peel, they then they go bright red, then they peel. And they will never
1: sitting in the sun again.
0: And then the following year, they do the same thing. And then you get the other people that literally go outdoors, put six, this is me, by the way, six uh, umbrellas over their head, and then like put walls up either side of them. To the point that they're just in a massive amount of shade. So indoors then. So they're just indoors, but outdoors. Like they're building indoors, outdoors. So why did you go out then? Just open the doors and stay indoors. Let some breeze in and just sit in the living room. That's better. Why don't I? I'm telling myself what to do in future. But I I think you feel like you have to be sociable. So you also go out of the garden and just build a massive shelter around yourself like you're going on alone or something. Or in the wilderness on your own for a bit. Uh, Basically put a couple of chairs in there, put 50 50 umbrellas over your head and build everything else and sit out there like a dickhead. Completely pointless, right? But the worst thing, I think by far the worst thing I ever read whenever there's a heat wave is these people on the book of face or anywhere on the media of social that want to white knight for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I call them hero posts. Now I don't, it's not like, I, <laughs> it's not like I disagree with what any of these people do. Right. I literally, uh, I, I kind of agree and I don't agree at the same time. Sounds like cognitive dissonance to me, mate. You're right, Nathan. It is, right? So I need to make a decision on this one. I like dogs. I like animals. And I hate to see dogs in cars when they're really, really hot and everyone shut them in, they're fucked off and left the car. I really, really hate it, right? But I think I hate more. Well, I don't hate more. People smash windows right to to give the dog some air right so not only that like and that's fine I I agree I would never do it because it ain't my fucking dog as much as I want to help the dog it's not my dog it's not my car do I really need to be going you know paying people out for damages or whatever Let's say, for instance, the dog's sitting there looking at you. And all, all looks like... Uh, uh, i got no fucking... Uh, it's 100 degrees. I don't mind a bit of heat, but this is too hot. Uh, you know, are we ever going to get a summer? Why did not they just put me in some shade in the garden? I don't know. Uh, uh, please help. And then you smash the window, right? And all the glass blinds the dog, right? From, from the smashing window. And so then you smash the window, fucks up the car, and fucks up the dog. Then what do you do, right? So this is why I wouldn't get involved, right? But... What annoys me is the people that do do it and then post it on social media. Like, I'm just here for my round of applause. Like, this is what they do. They they go online and they're like, uh, so, was that a car parker? It was a parker car earlier. Went to the shop, so it was a parker cars there. And uh, I saw a dog. <gasps> I got my thermometer out. It was a million degrees in the car. I slid it through the window somehow and took the temperature of the inside of the car the dog was looking at me half dead so I, sm- I did what anyone would do and I smashed the window and the dog jumped out and licked my face endlessly and, now we, and we lived happily ever after well, they tell stories like this right and then underneath uh, they get this <laughs> but from me they get this Because I think to myself, right, you, fuck off, cricket, fuck off, because I think to myself, right, you literally, this didn't happen, you're just writing this post for applause, right, you didn't do this, I've never witnessed anybody doing this, but I'm not saying people, if you're going to message me saying, I've done it, well, well, well done for you then. If you do it, great. I can't stand the virtue signalling. That's what that's what annoys me. If you want to do it and you want to save the dog's life, you want to make the you know make the dog a bit cooler. I completely understand. Well done, right? I hate people that post their white nighting on the Book of Face or the Gram of Insta or any of these fucking sites, right? Even the Tocker Tick would probably be. That's the biggest one at the minute, the Tocker Tick, which I've had to lower myself to, <laughs> to put Whatcast on there because it, it, they share everything for you on there. Unlike the Book of fucking Face or especially the Tube of You, they don't share anything. You just sit there with your single digit views and shit, right? But anyway, it's the white knight and I can't stand uh, and everybody does it every single year. They saved the dog's life. Or it's disgusting. I didn't do anything. I let the dog die, but I was disgusted whilst watching it die. I didn't do anything to help. Oh, well, it's because you're kind hearted and you? You, you you understand. You'd never do that to your dog. No, you'd never do that to your dog. We understand. Anyway, let's get to the matter at hand here, right? I'm going stop talking about this twaddle now. So we've got some political stuff going on here in in the K of you, right? Now Boris Johnson has been ousted. Uh you know, you might say gas go down, go boom boom, my friend. He is full of gas and he's gone down, go boom, boom. So he has been ousted as Prime Minister, right, of, of the of the K of you, the UK, if you're normal, right? And everything was going all right for him, even with all like he broke his own rules during the lockdown, sort of thing. Everybody backed him. All of his party backed him. And suddenly, everyone's turned on him. Just suddenly, right? And this is a bit weird. And I'm wondering what's going on here. And uh, this, the ball got rolling when Rishi Sunak, who was the chancellor, handed in his resignation. And he he wrote he wrote, a, he, he wrote a, an open letter to Boris Johnson. It, all, it made the internet. He put it on all of his social media and stuff. And it was like... He was suggesting. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was suggesting that there was some news or something bad, or something controversial that he knew and that Boris knew that they had to tell the British public, and Boris didn't want to do it. And Rishi, being the straight-up stand-up guy that he is from millionaire background, um insisted that the, the normal working people need to understand they need to know what's going on right and i am not gonna sit in my office while we're lying to the public it's just not worth it i owe the public more than this wouldn't tell us what it was but he owes the public more than this right this is what he that was paraphrasing i don't know what exactly he said but i did read it after that everyone started quitting uh, you know and boris had no choice but to resign now speculation is rife, especially on the Twitter, right? That uh, well, you know, speculation is always rife on the Twitter. That uh, this is a WEF play, and that <sighs> that somehow Sunak is a WEF puppet that has orchestrated the downfall of Boris as instructed by the Schwabmeister, mr klaus schwab or any of these people at the wef since like uh, then like, lots of uh, of letters have been leaked of him being invited and like uh, you know him being in touch with the wef quite a lot right and off you know as usual i'm quite skeptical is this true is this not but then you say like that he's registered so he's campaigning like cuz now he's running For the uh, conservative leadership. So he's running to be Prime Minister of this country. And people are obviously digging into shit. And his campaign slogan is ready for Rishi. Right? As a country, we are now ready for Rishi. Like this stupid shit. They treat us with such little respect. that They think that these ridiculous slogans and that. I'm sure they do work on some people, but... Always cringe when I see stuff like this, like especially when you're in America and you're like driving down the, the 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 road or freeway, whatever you call them, and there's always signs up in the air with like a honest Dave, the the car salesman, you know, and it's a picture of a bloke standing with his thumb up, grinning like that. If anything tells you that bloke's the most dishonest bloke in the town, it's that fucking poster. And people are actually manipulated. And with politicians, they do it as well. They have these great big signs in America with politicians and some are standing there grinning. This is that for me. Ready for Rishi. We are ready. If we we were smiling Rishi on all these posters and put ready for Rishi. Well, I thought, okay, you need to have a tagline, I guess. You're going to make a serious run at being the prime minister and then you see that he registered that domain name last december where, uh, literally the day uh, apparently the day after boris got caught breaking the uh, the covid rules right so uh or no not not got caught the day after he broke the covid rules so he could almost suggest that this, that this rishi sunak was aware that rules had been broken and immediately set the wheels in motion for for boris's downfall and set up a domain name that he knew he'd need when he ran when it all came out whatever right now that could be true but also uh you you, you see that uh it was ready for Rishi. like So the website was ready and then the word for F-O-R, Rishi. And now it's readyforrishi.com. But what the first donate domain name uh, redirects you to the second. So it's the same thing anyway, right? Why was he aware of this this far in advance unless this was something? And you think, has Rishi Sunak, well, is he infiltrating the government of this country on behalf of the World Economic Forum. Does that sound far fetched to you? Does it? Well, this is Klaus Schwab, right? So I'm gonna play I'm quickly I'm gonna I'm just gonna before I get to Klaus Schwab, sorry I forgot this here. So this is an article. Uh, Just how long... This is the Daily Mail. And it says, Just how long has Rishi been plotting to take number 10? Ex-Chancellor registered his leadership website domain name in December, four days after... So it's four days after Boris Johnson's wine and cheese party gate photo was published. So it says, Rishi Sunak has... uh, had his campaign website domain name uh, registered six months before Boris Johnson resigned as Prime Minister and just four days after the infamous photo of Downing Street staff eating cheese and drinking wine in the number 10 garden was leaked. Records and domain tools show that the his that his website, readyforrishi.com, <laughs> was registered on the 23rd of December 2021. This domain now automatically redirects to his current website, readyforrishi.com, with a four. Uh, which was set up on July the sixth, the day after the chancellor quit. This guy was the chancellor. His uh, campaign team denied it was their name, saying that it had been trans that they had been transferred addresses set up by other people. Why would you? Why would you? Has anyone else set that up? It comes as Mr. Sunak officially declared his bid to replace Mr. Johnson, as he promised to restore trust, be- rebuild the economy, and reunite the country. In a slick video, the ex-Chancellor today pledged his Tory leadership campaign would be based on patriotism, fairness and hard work. The 42-year-old also unveiled a website as part of a very polished campaign launch with a slogan, Ready for Rishi, as he looks to make the early running in what could prove to be a bloody battle to become the next PM. Right, And it goes on, right? The thing is, yeah, the... uh. The reason that people are um, sceptical about this, and if you don't know about the World Economic Forum, let me give you a quick, uh, a brief insight on them. So the World Economic Forum, the, uh, the the fourth industrial revolution by Klaus Schwab, right? It says a ubiquitous mobile supercomputing, intelligent robots, self-driving cars, neurotechnological brain enhancements, genetic editing. the evidence of dramatic change is all around us, and it's happening at exponential speed. Professor Klaus Schwab found it. and by the way, this isn't a hit piece or anything, or a conspiracy theory. this is wEforum.com, worldeconomicforum.com. So it's weforum.com. Go check it out yourself. All right. Professor Klaus Schwab, uh, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, has been at the center of global affairs for over four decades. He is convinced that we are at the beginning of a revolution that is fundamentally changing the way we live, work and relate to one another, which he explores in his new book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. I think That's been renamed from the Great Reset to the Fourth Industrial Revolution because the Great Reset's got so much negative press. But I might be wrong. Previous industrial revolutions liberated humankind from animal power... made mass production possible and brought digital capabilities to billions of people. The fourth industrial revolution is, however, fundamentally different. It is characterised by a range of new technologies that are fusing the physical, digital and biological worlds, impacting all disciplines, economies and industries and even challenging ideas about what it means to be human. Transhumanism, people. This is where we're going, right? the resulting shifts and disruptions means yeah disruptions means that we live in a time of great promise and great peril the world has the potential to connect billions more people to digital networks dramatically improve the efficiency and organization and even manage to even manage assets in ways that can help generate the natural environment potentially undoing the damage of previous industrial revolutions however schwab as also has grave concerns that organisations might be unable to adapt. Governments could fail to employ and regulate new technologies to capture their benefits. Shift in power will uh, create important new security concerns. Inequality may grow and societies fragment. Well that societies are definitely fragmenting because of this shit. Not in spite of it. Uh, Schwab puts the most recent changes into historical context Outlines the key techn- uh, technologies driving a revolution, discusses the major impacts of governments, businesses, civil societies and individuals and suggests ways to respond. At the heart of his analysis is the conviction that the fourth industrial revolution is within the control of all of us as long as we are able to collaborate across geographies and sectors and disciplines to grasp the opportunities it presents. In particular, Schwab calls for leaders and citizens to together shape a future that works for all by putting people first, empowering them and constantly reminding ourselves that all of these new technologies are first and foremost tools made by people for people. Learning how mankind can benefit from this revolution while addressing its challenges is also the central aim of the World Economic Forum Annual Meeting in 2016. Hang on a minute this, this is a few years old so this is how old this is right so this is still on the website but this is how old And they renamed they must have renamed this book the great reset so this has been the plan for quite some time so they're but that's basically the end of the article right uh they're banging on about the annual meetings that they have with all the world leaders and shit so if you're not sure like the, so they're, they're talking about literally everything being digitalized probably no not probably since this was written including Uh, money right including everything yeah but let's just get back to what I was saying about uh, infiltrating governments to push this agenda so here we go this is uh, Klaus Schwab talking with some guy I don't know who he is uh, and he is talking about how um, there are WEF people in world governments
1: hey Um, When I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of of, uh, Argentina, and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy. Right. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm-hmm. I'm here with the president, with a young global leader. But what is important for me? So he actually used the words
0: there: "penetrate the cabinets." So, like, if anyone thinks that that. that- <laughs> That your country's immune from this. Like, there's an agenda at play here. There's no doubt about it. They don't deny it. They totally admit it. I don't know whether it's for good or for bad. I don't know whether these people are evil. Or just misguided. But for the masses, this is not a good thing. Because it's literally a bunch of billionaires telling us how they think we will be happier. And it it is literally... They think we would be happier... With zero freedom. That seems to be what they're getting at. They think that that would make us happier. If we didn't have money. uh, If we didn't own anything. And uh, if we didn't have any privacy. We would be much happier. This is what they believe. I think they believe that that's a good thing. And they're that misguided. Or. If you're going to go the other way. It's completely sinister. And uh, what do they call it? Uh, Satanic. And all that kind of stuff. Right? Now, I don't know. All I do know is, that's from the horse's mouth, penetrate the cabinets of the world, right? Is Rishi Sunak a WEF puppet? Have they penetrated the UK government? Have they penetrated the US government? I I mean, there's so many candidates there you could look at and say, right, okay, the World Economic Forum... (laughs) Even the fucking president. The president could very well be World Economic Forum and doesn't even know that he's World Economic Forum because he's a fucking moron. But yeah, I mean, that's that's literally uh, what I've got on it. Um, let me know what... You might be sitting there thinking... So what are you babbling about? But, and, I, and I don't know. But I'm just, pre- I'm just presenting what I see, right? Uh, and this is... Suspicious to me. When you register a domain domain name six months in advance and pretend that you, all oh, by a big surprise, and then try and pretend that someone else registered that, why would someone else register that? I don't know, but maybe they would. And then you've got Schwab. And everybody knows that these young, like 42 is considered young in politics. These people like Sunak are definitely for the the new world, the way it's trying to play out. He's, uh, there's, I wish I could find it now, actually. There's a video of him actually touting a digital currency, a centralised digital, centralised digital, digital, why can't I say digital? Digital currency <laughs> for the UK called Britcoin, right? Is Sunak, it, when he was chancellor, I wish I could find the clip. He was literally talking about it, right? Uh, in fact, I'm going to look for it now and I'm going to, Edit it, edit it out of the polls and find it and play it to you right now.
2: Today I'm proud to say that under the UK's presidency the group of the world's seven most advanced economies the G7 is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the UK. And governments and central banks across the world are working together looking into what having a digital currency might mean in practice. This includes issues that people care about, such as ensuring users' money would be safe and secure, that it could work with other ways to pay, would be energy efficient and available to everyone. A potential CBDC could offer businesses and consumers new ways to pay in the future. It's all part of the wider story of digital innovation that has delivered benefits to millions around the world and in the UK. The decision on whether to launch a central bank digital currency is for each country to make, and no G7 jurisdiction has yet made that choice. These decisions raise important questions about the reshaping of our economy, financial systems and the way in which people interact with money and payments. That's why working together and careful evaluation with our international partners is essential. In the UK earlier this year, I announced a new joint task force between the Treasury and the Bank of England to look into a potential CBDC as a complement to cash and bank deposits. We're also hearing from firms, technology experts and others. Under the leadership of the UK, this report today will help support and inform exploration of CBDCs in the G7 and beyond. With these principles, the G7 is leading an important step change in the global policy conversation. The report covers a range of important matters, such as financial stability, cyber resilience, energy efficiency, privacy, inclusion, and tackling illicit finance. These factors should all be considered when designing and potentially delivering a CBDC that would be fit for the future. Our shared objective is to ensure that CBDCs will be grounded in long-standing commitments to transparency, the rule of law, and sound economic governance. The G7 will continue its work in this important area, working with others to enhance understanding and use of these principles. We're excited to be taking a leading role with G7 members in publishing this exploratory work, bringing money and finance into the 21st century.
0: So there you go. That was Rishi Sunak there talking in, oh, that was eight, that. was even eight months ago, right? That's spouting off a lot of WEF talking points there. So you make your own decision. I've played you the evidence. I've played you Schwab. I've played you there, Sunak. Uh, I've spoke about his website, his domain name being registered six months in advance. Boris sudden downfall, even though he'd survived everything else, suddenly he's gone. Uh, You know, there's so many suspicious things going on here. This could be worrying for the world, I said earlier in the show. And if this happens to the UK and they get WEF puppets in charge of this country, then it can happen anywhere, right under your nose. So stay alert, you know. That's my opinion, I think. I think that's my opinion. Anyway, thanks for listening today. Uh, please do everything I said earlier on. Subscribe to everything. This week, I don't know what myself and Lee are doing. Oh, no, I do. We did uh, uh, it is Shadow People going out this Sunday. Um, that is also available. Most of that show is, is all already on uh, YouTube, the Shadow People show that I did with Lee. Uh, but the full show on podcast will be going out this Sunday coming. Which will be the 17th of July. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the heat. Oh, too much heat. And I'll see you... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Did Did I forget to do this? China! Yeah, I've got to get one of them in. See you later. You have been listening to WhatCast. Follow and contact us on the Twitter, the Book
2: of Face, and the Gram of Insta, at WhatCast, with a K.